0: Look at the latest posts and resources we put there to serve you. I started this program because I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that hard. Business leaders like you struggle to get results, to build your team, to satisfy customers, to grow your business, and to stay sane in the midst of these crazy dynamics going on around you. My team and I have had full careers in business leadership roles, and we get it. We've had the same challenges as you, and we can share what we've learned, and we can make your life easier. In this program, I will be joined by various members of our team and other guests that I know can help you. We will offer new perspectives and share some of the secrets that you're just not hearing about anywhere else business results program is your personal journey to improve yourself as you improve your company and achieve your most important goals and deliver the business results that make you and your team happy. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, Pete Winarski here, and today I am excited to share with you A dear friend of mine who's our guest today, Terry Levine, Terry Levine, Dr. Terry Levine, Dr. T, T, the medicine woman, BizMD, let's call her whatever other creative cool names you want. This is going to be a lot of fun today. Would you agree, Terry?
1: I definitely know it will be already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, try not to laugh over our speaking. I went to college with a guy who would laugh and talk at the same time. I never had an idea what he was saying.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> so Terry, you, um, just a couple of bio points. We started on, on that. The idea of an author. You have written, what's the number now?
1: So I'm in print, I have over 40 books, and I have two more coming out this year. So yeah. And then I'm going to take a break for a
0: while. <laughs> uh, a break for a while means probably six months. Um, I don't
1: know, Pete. I'm really thinking I might like just, take a, a real break and stop writing for a while and just um, do a lot more speaking instead of writing for a while. Well, that's
0: always fun too. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you prep your speaking content, up comes an idea for another book.
1: Yeah. Don't remind me of that. Well, I, won't, I, won't <laughs> I won't
0: remind your husband of that. How's that?
1: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Mark will come
0: after me. So just actually, this is a really good way to kind of ease into this. What are the two books that are coming? What are they about? Turbocharge your your business for women entrepreneurs yep. based on the success of the Turbocharge series.
1: Yeah, and my desire to help a lot more women in business. I, I have a very strong desire to see other women as successful as I've been. And uh, the other book that's coming out, which I know comes out on Black Friday, I just happen to know that date, that is called About to Break, The Path to True Forgiveness, and that one is literally an autobiography. It's my life story starting at about age five. Um, all the things that have happened on my journey that even my husband does not know. So it's a quite a, a revealing book. And the reason I wrote it is from my life experience I actually learned forgiveness. And now I have my own little formula that really works. And um, a lot of people kept asking me, teach it to me. So I said, I'll write it in a book. So mm-hmm. my story's in there. The formula's in there. And I think it'll be a very good learning for people.
0: The forgiveness formula. I like that. Yeah. So the Turbocharged books, now you, the, the subtitle in there has something to do with being a entrepreneur.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And that's really what we want to talk today about. You know, you leading, being... So think of, you know, you in the audience listening, you have your leadership challenges, you have your you know, what do I do today? How do I, how do I measure up with the, the level of performance I'm required to, to get so that I don't get in troubles to keep the board of directors or the boss or the whomever happy? And there's these, you know, huge expectations. And then there's, you know, you maintaining who you are as a, as a person, you know, consistent with your values and your purpose and, and making sure that you don't create this internal conflict And I think, Terry, you know, heart-centered leadership and being a heart entrepreneur is a lot of what I think that would be a useful, helpful conversation today because that's giving people a perspective that you can do both. You don't have to compromise one for the other.
1: Exactly, exactly. And when I was doing a lot of larger business consulting, um, it really dawned on me how much heart was missing from business. I could just see it, and I thought, wow, if we just added heart into the formula, we can teach people all these wonderful things about leadership and team and honesty and communication and integrity, and there's the heart piece that's missing in dealing with employees, dealing with vendors, dealing with partners, dealing with contractors. If we add that in, morale will go up. When morale goes up, in my experience, productivity increases, and so does profitability. So, to me, it all started with a common denominator heart.
0: Heart sounds great. And what's interesting, another element about working with Terry, Terry and I know each other from way back when, Terry, you were my business mentor for a period of time. And then we went into business together and formed the Business Consultant Institute, where we taught people who were either already business consultants or wanted to become a business consultant and figure out how to do that, how to do that from those variables that you just talked about, high integrity, lead with your heart, um, you know, essentially make sure that you are delivering results in a high integrity way. And, and that is so important because it's a differentiator, not just as you pointed out, the impact it has on other people from a morale standpoint and from a you know, morale and, and the boost in productivity and you know, just getting the team to play better together. You know, all of that does absolutely matter. It's just a matter of now summing it up. So another another um, interesting point. Terry, you and I could go on and tell stories about each other for a long oh, time.
1: we really could. <laughs> we didn't tell them we also had several bestsellers together.
0: That's true. Thank you for sharing the credit. So some of those 42 books that you're talking about here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have three books together, and uh, uh, the ultimate game plan is is my personal favorite the ultimate game plan is just i think anybody who's a business consultant or a leader in business would actually get tons of value for reading the ultimate game plan
0: absolutely and there's there's a lot in there about not just um consulting but marketing and business building and you know there's there's just you know how to be a good business leader so yeah, take a closer look in there
1: the juicy book <laughs> the
0: juicy book yeah and I love I love the the everything about that. I love the cover. Um, Jack Canfield contributed the forward. I love how you and I bantered back and forth in there, and you know the, the process of writing it. In fact, in the very room you're sitting in right now,
1: true.
0: Right. So Terry, you and I were, were in here thinking, well, we've got a little bit of, of work to do on this book to get it up to the publisher's standards. He gave us a word count, and um, and we had done some. A starting point which transcribed work, but we really didn't know how far along we were. And what did we discover?
1: We discovered we had to start from square one, and we were on a deadline and had like a weekend to get it done. (laughs) That didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. So uh, we discovered that sitting and writing together. Was definitely working, and at the same time, we needed to bring in an editor so we could quickly bang out chapters, get it to the editor, get it back. And without that editor, Kathy Sparrow, jumping in and helping the two of us, we would never have met the deadline. So,
0: yeah,
1: and we also discovered we got silly when we finished writing.
0: <laughs> well, my goodness, it, it, you, I mean, how much of your brain can you pour? You know, for, for you leaders out there, there's a certain element of, of writing you that, that happens, whether you choose to ever write a book and be an author or not, there's a lesson in here. And so this is a teamwork lesson. This is Terry and Pete having a project together. So think of this as you as a leader and someone else having an assignment or having a project you want to really launch because you're passionate about it. And you're trying to do it amongst all the other activities that you're, you're accountable for. And then there is a deadline that's creeping up, creeping up. And so you put the full court press on. And one of those lessons was get help when you need it. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, Tara, we we pushed really hard. And then I remember saying, I better call Kathy. I went right out on that deck over there behind your shoulder.
1: I remember. (laughs) That is a really good point for leaders to take in. So you don't work in a vacuum, right? So you work with people and you do projects with other human beings. So here's the two of us working together. And at some point, if you realize you need other resources, whether it's time, money, energy, or expertise, It's better to do that and not to be like, I got this in my experience. And in our experience, that actually made our book come together so much faster. We met the deadline. And I'm really proud of the book when I read it. Kathy did an amazing job in editing because you have two different people writing and somebody who helps blend that together. So I think that's important for leaders to remember. It's not about living in isolation and like, I got this. Uh, It's about how do we do things together and when we need resources not being afraid to call them in, call them in early.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And and if you do think I got this and you make a push for it, the likelihood is that the product, the end product, whatever it is you're creating will be less than it would have been. Yeah. It won't be as good. So excellent point there. I love this. So let's get back to heart centered leadership. Um, and what, what's the most important thing that a leader needs to really think about As they're out there making decisions on a daily basis, how do you convert that to lead from the heart? How do you do that?
1: The first thing I'll say is for me, the most important thing in being a great leader, like one skill, there's just one, and that's communication. And that's communication all around. It's communication with your team. It's communication with everybody involved, whether you think they're involved or not. And I'll just give an example I was consulting with a large hospital, and the CEO was making a lot of decisions in a box, kind of on her own, and the whole management team was not on board with her. As we worked with her to learn how to communicate differently, her communication went all the way down literally to people working in the kitchen at the hospital, to the janitorial staff, to the people operating the phones, the switchboard, I mean every aspect. And when she started to lead in that way, authentic, in integrity, transparent, open communication, she literally got buy-in from everyone and was able to make changes in the hospital so quickly, and people got on board. That's, to me, heart-to-heart leadership. It's, I'm not afraid to communicate. I will communicate. I'll be honest, transparent, and in integrity. I'll be my word. I'm nothing but my word. And people get on board when you communicate.
0: Yeah, I I think that is critically important because everyone has their own perspective. They have their own, sometimes their own agenda. They have their view of what's going on. And in the absence of summing it up, right, with the official word down, um, here's the thing, guys, you as leaders out there listening, you're all going so fast. You're probably not communicating to the level you ought to be right? And if you really do care, as Terry, you just pointed out, if you care about the results, care about the people on your team, then you've got to sum it up in a way that everyone's on the same page. And one of the things that's interesting T, we, we, we're doing a lot of work um, with the the different styles of of individuals. We use a, a tool on our team called insights. Steve Gorman on our team helps out with that. And what's really powerful is that how I, what I'm driven by and what I need to do differently um, is not the same as you or the next person, right? So it's the mashup of all of this diverse styles, diverse perspectives, diverse um, skill level, and then you've got to find a way to optimize the team.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And my experience is a lot of times people hold back from communication Um, They think people can't handle it or they don't need, you're in a need to know basis. And when you start to communicate, and I mean literally communicate, and communication is twofold. It's not just speak at people. It's truly ask questions and listen and take an interest in other people and you know you don't just hand out a mission statement and a vision statement and go everyone get on board everything is co-created everything is based on communication and input in my experience when that happens you begin to lead in a way that you're more centered from your heart you really care about other people's voices and opinions and hearing them as well as hearing your own voice
0: Yes, I love that. And you know, I know you must have some pretty good success stories with some of your, your clients you work with, with entrepreneurs and business leaders. You kind of carried the, you know, the, that torch forward. And um, you, we used to do masterminds together. You continue to do masterminds now. Get, throw out a success story or two of someone who's really applied heart-centered leadership and the kind of results they've gotten.
1: Um, I'll give you one that's right on the tip of my mind right now, because I was just looking at something she posted today on Facebook. So she started a small psychotherapy practice. And when she came to work with us, uh, myself and Barbara Portzline, who works with me, she said, I just want to grow this. I want to have three or four clinics. I want to have 10 or 12 therapists, not three. So we took a look at what was really important to her, and PTSD is most important. And we built her entire brand, so just being generic therapy, around the one thing that she was a specialist in. And as that brand started to build, we started to get a lot more business coming in. All of a sudden, she needed a team, right? So it was just not her in isolation with a receptionist. Now it was eight therapists, expanding to a second office, and six support staff and she said I've never managed people before so you can't manage people, you can manage their behaviors so let's work on leadership we got into leadership with her, we went out there we did I think two full days and at the end of the second day, the buy-in everyone was starting to be on board mission and vision were being done together, communication was flowing back and forth, she has gone on and it's only been about six months, gone on now to get ready to open a third office. She just messaged me on Facebook. She hired four more people because she found that everyone working together is helping to build this. And they're truly a team. They do everything together. They don't have targets or goals that aren't done together. Changed her whole business.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that, that level of growth, there's a lot of those small businesses out there who want results, like exactly what you just described.
1: And I'm really excited for her. And she says her way of doing things before was more command and control. Uh huh. What I thought I needed to do, you know, tell people what to do and then make sure they did it, and have consequences if they didn't do it. And once she let go of that, she's really embraced like the whole entire heartpreneur leadership philosophy. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, Terry, I have all of these examples from baseball coaching, right? So, and it's a it's a wonderful metaphor that really is very in line with what you just described. And so interestingly, you know, I still, uh, you know, multiple seasons through the year, uh, you know, my younger son is still in baseball age. He's 16 now. And, um, you know, so we had a practice uh, scheduled for yesterday and uh, wouldn't you know, only six people showed up. So six, so I knew some of those folks were on vacation because it's, you know, summertime right now and that happens and we, we planned for that, but I thought we were going to have 10, <laughs> So 40% of the people I thought were going to be there didn't make it, didn't show up. So, you know, from a leadership standpoint, some of that, do I want to reward the people who made it or do I want to punish the people who didn't, right? And a lot of coaches might say, you guys are running or you guys, you know, whatever, you know, what I told the six who were there, I was like, okay, you six are playing the whole game tomorrow. That's awesome. Right? Very simple. Um, and, uh, and that's been sort of my philosophy along the whole season. It's not new news. It's been communicated to the kids, the parents, and everything. So if, if you got to miss, we're just, you're not punished for missing, but we're also going to reward the people who made it, who, made, who showed up that. and tried
1: yeah, I love that. I Also, love that it's been communicated, which goes right back to communication is the number one thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, Terry, as, as part of the home stretch here, so um, you know, if someone wanted to connect with you and learn more, other than reading forty-two of your books, <laughs> learn more about your philosophy.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, think about you know you as a, a heart-centered leader or mentor for heart-centered leadership. And, uh, you know, someone wanted to poke around and learn more, connect with you. How do they do that?
1: The best way is go to the website, which is heartrepreneur.com and you can find out more. There's lots of free resources there. You can watch a really great educational training uh, webinar that teaches you the heart formula, H E A R T. It's an actual formula that you can learn and can be applied to any business. And that's what I recommend.
0: That's a simple step entrepreneur.com. Everybody go check out Terry Levine there. And uh, Terry, I know you're also prolific in some of the social media. So I'm, I'm certain that people will bump into you there. If you dare seek out Terry Levine, she will be in your feed. I can guarantee it.
1: Definitely. I, I also do, as you know, I teach people how to actually get a lot of leads from social media. I used to do that only on Facebook. And now I've become a pretty good expert at that on LinkedIn. So I, I also do encourage people if they want to connect with me in that way, I'm happy to share some of those secrets.
0: Secrets. Top secrets.
1: <laughs> top secrets.
0: Excellent. So fun. So Terry, what, uh, as a way to wrap up, I'm just so so glad that we're hanging out today. Um you know, a lot of fun. Uh, I wish I was down there with you.
1: Me too. Come back to the beach and visit. <laughs>
0: yeah, Terry, Terry, you love the beach. For those of you who don't know, Terry has really built a a successful lifestyle around her business. And uh, so you live in Mexico for part of the year. You hang out at the beach here in the Northeast. Um, Sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, it is. I really enjoy it. And because the business is one that I can do anywhere, it's virtual. I can live anywhere. And it was very important to me to establish that in my business.
0: Right. So those are some important themes for all of you listening, right? What, what, what are your core values? What's most important to you, right? So if it's, if it's your family, if it's your, um, you know, the amount of freedom, if it's the hobbies you have, you know, I mentioned that I'm coaching baseball. So I, I want to make sure I have as much flexibility as I can to still do some of that. And, um, and I have a team around me both on the baseball field with excellent coaches so that when I need to travel and can't be there, somebody's got me covered. And then I've got an excellent team back in the office at Win Enterprises so that we have good balance. Um, we do what we need to do, but we also make decisions based on what's important to us. And that's really a big theme for today.
1: Yeah, that's huge. This is so much fun. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Let's do it some more. All right, Terry.
1: All right. Thanks, <laughs>
0: everybody. Take care.